Bema, and this podcast serves as your space to find clarity and grounding in your creative business. I hope that our time together will provide you with not only a clear vision for the way forward, but a strategy for how to achieve it while keeping the most important things, the most important things. Because when you thrive, your business thrives. Hey there, welcome to episode two of season two of the Grounding Podcast. I am so excited to be spending this season talking all about scaling your business. It has been a topic that I have been asked to cover by so many of you, but I mean, growth is a good thing and it's often the next thing, but the trick is knowing when and knowing how. So that is what we are going to explore in today's episode. How do you know that you're ready to scale your business? But first, I want to read a review that I received from Elizabeth May Lou on Apple Podcasts. She wrote, Approachable Wisdom. Wish I'd had this podcast before I started my company 15 years ago. Burnout over and over again. But thankful I have it now as I start a new endeavor. Jordan is easy listening with gentle wisdom and not a waste of time. Thank you so much for those kind words. Seriously, there is not one of us who is immune to burnout, but that's exactly why I'm doing the work that I'm doing on this podcast and through my one-on-one strategy sessions that I offer for creatives. Burnout doesn't have to be a part of the cycle that you find yourself. There are solutions and I have seen client after client make the changes that make sense for their business and break that cycle. So if that's something that you have been struggling with, then keep hanging out with me on this podcast. And I would honestly love to get to know you better. So head over to jordankavuma.com, shoot me an email and let's get to know each other and maybe even strategize a solution for you and your business. But honestly, guys, these reviews are everything. I feel so jazzed every time I read them. I would love to hear what you have enjoyed while listening to this podcast. If you could take 60 seconds and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, then that would be so amazing. It helps my podcast reach more people who are trying to figure out how to navigate running their creative business without sacrificing their personal life. And even if you don't listen on Apple Podcasts, the reason that I always ask that you leave your review there is because it kind of is like the biggest platform for podcasts. And so it usually is where people go first to try to find something new to listen to. All right. So you're thinking about scaling your business. You have been seeing steady growth. You have some really exciting ideas about what to do next, but you are not quite ready to pull the trigger yet. You want to make sure that you are doing this the right way and not rushing and not going to regret your decision three months from now. You're doing a good thing. So let's talk talk through some of the things that you should consider before you take the next step in the growth of your business. The first thing that I want to say is that you don't have to grow your business. Not everyone has to run an empire. Please don't ever feel the pressure to take your business to a new level simply because you feel it's what's expected or because you see others around you doing it. 
You have to decide what is right for you and your lifestyle. And there can be seasons of growth and seasons of consistency. You could keep your business at the same place for years. And then when life allows, you can start to grow. Be really mindful of what makes the most sense for you practically. There are no awards here. There are no real awards. If your family life is suffering, if your mental health is suffering, if your physical health is suffering, then those social media followers or email subscribers and that increased revenue, honestly, it is just not going to bring you joy. It's going to start to feel like a vice around your neck that you're trying to feed and serve instead of the other way around. So before you embark on anything, pause and think about what makes the most sense. It's as simple as don't bite off more than you can chew. I can share a bit from my own personal struggles. Honestly, I get really stressed out when I think that I'm going to miss out on something. FOMO isn't just a funny anecdote that I deal with. It has honestly led me to make some really dumb decisions just because I embrace the mindset that if I don't take on something or pounce on an opportunity right then and right there, that it's going to go away and nothing will ever come around and replace it. And that is the opposite of what we should be doing here. So exercise those muscles of patience and self-control when it comes to decision-making in your business. And I would also advise you to consult with someone who can help you externally process before you make any big decisions. Once you have considered these things and you're ready to take the next step, there are three questions that I would ask you if you were in a strategy session with me that we would want to look at together to plan your way forward. So the first question that I would ask you, if you were thinking about scaling your business is what is your go-to-market strategy? How are you going to reach the customers that you need to reach in order to make this growth actually happen? So there's five big factors that make a business scalable. The first is marketability and then repeatability, costs, talent, and materials. So first let's look at market. I'm going to pull from my graphic designer example from episode one. As a graphic designer, you can only take on so many clients a year for full branding projects. There are only a certain number of hours in a day and you are only one person. So in that situation, you can only address the market of one-to-one branding. But if you created an a la carte option or some kind of design studio with drag and drop templates, then you would open yourself up to a new market of clients that don't have the budget for the high dollar full branding, but they're looking to purchase some ready-made design elements that they can plug into their website. Then once you consider the presence of a healthy market, one that's ready to accept your new product, you need to take a look at repeatability. So whatever it is that you're going to be doing when you scale your business, you want to be able to do it with consistency, quality, and a high level of service. So if any of these things feel like they might be difficult to execute, then you need to ensure that you have a plan to remedy remedy that before you launch. And then we have costs. Logically, the per unit cost of production should drop with increased volumes. So if you're a product-based business, then you should be able to get larger discounts on materials when you order in higher quantities. If you're a service-based business, then consider the tools that you're already paying for and analyze whether or not they're going to be able to accommodate the added workload that you're going to be requiring of them. If they can, 
then although the cost of using those tools isn't going to change, it's going to be a, a smaller percentage of your overall cost when compared to your revenue. So if you run these numbers, whether or not you're a service-based business or a product-based business, and you don't see a substantial decrease in your cost percentages, then you should consider any kind of adjustment that you can make in order for that to happen. Growing your business by just throwing more money into your business it's not going to yield the profits that you're going to need it to yield in order to be sustainable in the long run. So then we have talent. As you scale your business, you're most likely going to need access to talented people to fuel your business. So this might be in the form of a VA or a part-time assistant. This might be a contract employee or just a consultant that can come alongside you when necessary to offer insight or feedback. Bottom line is that you need to anticipate your needs moving forward and already have an idea of where you're going to find the people or the resources that you're going to need to power through. So this might look like creating some kind of organizational chart right now, even though you might not be hiring those people immediately. It might be interviewing people just to get an idea of what's out there or talking to other people in your industry that have assistance and asking them where they found the quality assistance so that you know where you're going to go when it's time to go there. And then lastly, we have materials. So are the materials that you need to execute this growth in your business readily and consistently available? So if you're a service-based business, then this isn't so much of an issue that you're going to often run into. But if you are a product-based business, then you need to make sure that this new product that you're launching isn't based off something that you're going to have a hard time sourcing later on consistency and longevity is key here. So basically you need a large market. You need easy repeatability, decreasing costs, access to, to talent, and then readily and reliably available materials in order to feel confident about your go-to market strategy. So the next bit of information that I would want to know from you, if we were meeting together to discuss the scalability of your business is really all about your metrics. So in order for your business to grow, you have to have people who are going to be interested in what you're going to offer. And you have to have hard data on how they have interacted with your business in the past. So I would want to know your customer acquisition cost, your customer lifetime value, your net profit margin, your sales growth percentage, and your customer retention rate. So there are a ton of metrics that you can track in your business, but when it comes to making informed decisions on scaling your business, those are the ones that I think are the most insightful and beneficial. So if you are completely lost on how to figure out the numbers for all of those metrics that I just listed, I got your back. I have created a handy guide to walk you through the math for each metric. I am not a math person at all in the least. So you can trust that this guide is laid out for those of us who didn't excel in advanced calculus in high school. If you want to grab that guide and work out those numbers for yourself, then head over to thegroundingpodcast.com and find the show notes for this episode, season two, episode two, and download the guide and get serious about your numbers. And I honestly, I would like to add that even if you aren't in a place of scaling your business right now, it is still still so super helpful to know these numbers in order to have a pulse on the health of your business. 
it's responsible business ownership. And I know that you're a responsible lady. So go crunch your numbers, friend. So once you know these metrics, what do you do with them? So customer acquisition costs should be low in a scalable business because positive word of mouth or organic marketing is strong. If it's very expensive for you to acquire new customers, then you're going to spend a lot of money with this business growth. And that's dangerous line to toe. Your customer acquisition costs will show you the status of your current relationship with your customers instead of tempting you to rely on future promises or the hope that you just simply can't prove yet. And then we have customer lifetime value. So this gives you an idea of what you can afford to spend to acquire a customer. So if your customer acquisition cost is 10 bucks and each customer spends on average $100 in your business over the course of their interactions with you, then you're spending 10% on marketing and advertising. So now I know that you're probably thinking, is that good? Is it bad? Well, sadly, it's relative. If you don't have any other costs and you're making 90 bucks off each customer, that's not bad. But say that you have $75 and other costs for each and every customer that only leaves you with $15 in profit and that $10 customer acquisition cost doesn't look so great anymore. So knowing your customer lifetime value is only one piece of the puzzle that allows you to make smarter decisions when it comes to your advertising and marketing growth. You can create an approachable budget and use it as a guide moving forward when you're making decisions, but you have to use it in the larger context of your business metrics. Then we have net profit margin, which is important to know simply to just have an understanding of the profitability of your business. This also allows you to see what kind of wiggle room you have within your budgeting and your promotion. So net profit margin is a great indicator of the health of your business. If you have a low profit margin, then it shows that you need to make adjustments in your spending. And as you track your net profit margin, you can see if there is a growth or if you're stagnant. And after a longer period of time, you're going to start to notice a trend line that will allow you to make more reliable predictions as to the profitability of your business in the future. And then also make seasonal predictions as to what to expect as far as budgeting is concerned. So sales growth percentage goes hand in hand with net profit margin. When you're considering scaling your business, you want to see that there has been sales growth. If there hasn't been sales growth, then you don't really have a reason to think that you're in a place that you can grow. Again, there's no magic number here. It will vary from one business to the next, but the general rule is obviously that you want the numbers to be growing. You want to be moving over and up. Then you can put together all of the other metrics and solve that puzzle of how much growth you need to have in order to have confidence in your next steps to scale your business. And then customer retention rate is the last metric that I would want you to have a good understanding of before you move forward in scaling your business. Customer retention rate shows how many people are going to stick with you and keep purchasing your products or services over a period of time. It gives you something to stand on to know where you stand with your target audience. So if you have high customer turnover, then you're going to be constantly focusing on marketing and customer acquisition, and that's going to lead to you spending a lot of time and energy and money in that area instead of focusing on other areas that can lead to more profit. So again, if you need help figuring out the math for these numbers, head over to thegroundingpodcast.com and download the guide that I made for you in the show notes for season two, episode two. 
And then the last question that I would ask is how are you going to balance the growth? So I touched on this earlier, but there is no award for simply growing your business the fastest, especially when your personal life is suffering. It's not worth it. Repeat after me. It is not worth it. So what is your plan for growth? How will you accommodate the additional orders, the additional clients, the additional emails, the additional speaking engagements, the additional team meetings, the additional bookkeeping, the additional scheduling conflicts, the additional travel, the additional content creation, the additional balls in the air that you are going to be expected to juggle? If it was overwhelming listening to me rattle off those questions, then just imagine what it feels like to be living it. Don't kid yourself and think that things don't change with growth. There will be new challenges. Don't get me wrong. There is potential for a ton of fun. You're doing what you love. But if you ignore the challenges and the changes that will find their way into your life and fail to be proactive and address them, then you're going to be allowing all of them to call the shots and you will just live life on the defense instead of the offense. So make that plan before you have to. What adjustments are you going to make in your schedule? How can you automate, delegate, eliminate, or consolidate? You have 24 hours in a day. They can't all go to your business. You have to sleep. You have to eat. You have to relax. You have to play. You have to move your body. You aren't a slave to your business. So don't act like one. And don't even try telling yourself that it's only for the beginning or it's only for now. It never works that way. Make a plan to start the right way so that you don't have to go through the pain of digging yourself out of the hole that you created for yourself. I know that you are fully capable of growing your business in a way that is sustainable and healthy. And so instead of just putting yourself on the back burner, whether it's the first time or the 50th time, think through this in a way that you will want to be doing it 10 years from now. And if the way that you're trying to tackle it right now isn't the way that you want to keep tackling it, then make a change. So I know that this episode was kind of a lot, but growing your business is kind of a lot too. There's a lot of information here. So the first thing that I want you to do is go to thegroundingpodcast.com and download that metrics guide that you can find in the show notes for this episode, season two, episode two. Then I want you to figure out those numbers And after you do that, if you see that you are in a place to grow your business and that is a direction that you want to take, then I want you to go through the factors that I talked about in the first question of this episode. We're going to keep walking through this process of scaling your business through the rest of the season. So these are all building blocks. So remember, slow and steady. You are not in a rush. You are making strategic and intentional decisions that are meant to serve you for years to come. So take those first steps and then meet me back here next week where we will hear from one of my guests as she talks about her journey and scaling her business. I know you're going to be inspired and you're going to be able to walk away with some nuggets of wisdom that you can apply to your own story. And don't forget the last episode of this season is our listener Q&A episode. So if you have a question that you would like to submit, maybe one popped in your head this episode then head over to jordankavuma.com slash questions and submit your question for me to answer in episode eight. All right, friend, that is all for today. You're doing great. And I am excited to continue covering this topic with you. 